2: They're long friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows.
1: <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over Sports Talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. Uh. On 957
2: the game. Oh yeah, man. Sometimes Mondays are great. I, Mondays get a bad rap, man. I'm I'm uh I'm hot to trot. I'm ready to roll. It is good to see you. Um and uh look, you know, another gut punch with uh with Steph Curry, and uh, we'll get to that here in just a sec. I will tell everybody a little bit later. Gary St. Jean's gonna come on in about 27 minutes. Uh, and then after that, uh, we need to discuss. Joe Montana. We need to discuss one of the all time greats. Hiya, fellas. We need to discuss this. We do. We do. I,
1: uh,. He did I, something that made you a little bit mad. I can't is believe that what this. happened. It's
2: not even that it made me mad. Mad's not the right emotion. I'm I'm confused. I'm scratching my head and and uh and I'm potentially ready to go in a different direction. But let's talk about Steph. Let, Steph is out, gut punch, Xfinity Mobile Text line, YouTube, Twitch, good morning. You can call us at 888-957-9570. And I don't like where my head went when I saw this. I just like, you know, you've been saying we play with the panic meter and all this, and yeah, I'm like, there's yeah. no There's no panic meter. These are the Warriors. Um, They they won a championship last year. uh, Every year for the last few years. I feel like we've dealt with the same question. Kenny Loggins, if this is it, is this it? Please let me know. And for a number of times, how many of you said three years ago my dynasty is over? Sure. And you weren't crazy to say it. You when KD left, we all kind of right? you know, closed the book. And then and there were the injuries.
1: They had the 15-win year, and then they had the play-in game loss, and then that was pretty much it.
2: Uh, but it was over. But we were wrong, it wasn't over. And so maybe we'll declare it over now and we'll be wrong again. I don't want to declare it over but there are a couple conversations that are now happening at the same time this team does not play defense this team has not gotten from its young players what they hoped to get from its young players this team is one game over 500. those things were already true and then down the stretch they come this team lost steph curry I don't think it's crazy to wonder out loud if this era, if you want to call it that, this era as we know it, is over and we just didn't realize it yet
1: and you don't realize it until after the fact and you you said that on our show thread and you said it during the changeover and i think you're right in terms of the era the dynasty you don't know that it's over until it actually ends and then it's like oh my god it was over they won that last championship the fourth one in eight years and and that was it it was over at that point but this year you come into it with a lot of hope andrew wiggins is a different player and Steph, Clay, and Dre are still here. And the young guys, well, the young guys are getting better. And they replaced the veterans they lost with veterans who are good enough to maybe assimilate into the system and maybe be a facsimile of what you already had. So, yeah, the era's not over. And then now you look at the way this year is gone with injuries and a lack of real cohesion and the defense is not nearly what it was last year. And now you can maybe say... It's over, but we won't know until it ends if it's actually over. But right now, it feels more over than it does feel like.
2: Okay, five and nine, here we go. Like, like go back to the beginning of the year. This is a fun exercise. Think of your Warrior takes in October. I don't mean you, anybody, anybody listening right now. Think of your Warrior takes in October. Have any of them happened? Any uh, uh, Kaminga, oh, maybe.
1: Okay. My Kaminga
2: take. Right. Well, and what was the Kaminga take preseason? I
1: think Kaminga's ready to step in and be a real part of this
2: rotation. Okay. And it took a while, and now, now we're there. Yeah. But at the beginning of the year, remember, well, they're coming off a championship. They're already the best team. And now, James Wiseman is going to get factored in. And Moses Moody has had playoff experience. And he is going to step forward. And Clay Thompson is gonna start being available in all of the games. Dot dot dot. Like I had a take on uh,
1: Jordan Poole's ability to take a punch. Oh. Which that, that, that turned out to be accurate. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, Jordan. Thank you. Oh, I know he well, you can take a, know he can take a right hand. Yeah, Jordan Poole. There's another one. Like Jordan Poole. It's time for him to step forward and 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 really show whether or not he can be uh an NBA one A. My
1: Cavon Looney take is it looks like it's pretty solid. Kavon Looney is going to be a solid player, and he is, again, a solid player. Yeah, so that was not you're a Kavon, reach, no, <laughs> you're Kavon Looney going to be a workhorse.
2: And here he is. There he so is. Your Kavon Looney take, that's a pretty safe bet. Very few of the it's things. Like a savings account. Right. You can bank on it. I mean, it's the it's the lesson we have to relearn every year, and it's true in all sports, and it's why I'm still sick about what happened. Uh, a little bit over a week ago, to the 49ers. Because I know there's a processing, right? There's is a coping mechanism for a sports fan. Because it's not actually that serious. It's not life or death. But we're sports fans. And there's a coping mechanism that happens when your team gets eliminated in a year where you thought they had a chance to win it all. The coping mechanism is, well, we're set up. We're set up for the future. And, uh, hey, 49ers, we're just going to be back there again next year. Well, are we? Are we? Every season has all kinds of stories. There's no way you could predict. Look at the Warriors. All of our preseason takes, very few of them, very few of them have seen reality. Um, At the beginning of this year for the 49ers, well, could be, should be. Best team in the NFC West. And it ends up being a story about Brock Purdy, which was, there's no way that was going to be part of this conversation. So there's always these twists and turns. And it's just really a coping mechanism. This idea that, well, when it doesn't work, we'll be back next year. I'm also weaving in what we know about the Warriors' situation. It's not just their basketball. It's their situation. It's Draymond Green and and, and an opt-in or an opt-out. It's Jordan Poole's money kicking in. It's Andrew Wiggins' contract kicking in. It's Joe Laker being told checkbook championship and he's like well we're not gonna we're not gonna keep everybody you wish you could all of that factored into a 27 and 26 record and steph curry unavailable look it's not crazy to say this might be it this might be it and last year's championship factors into this you were at the parade we were at the parade together what did it feel like Felt like those guys had achieved their career goal.
1: Right. It felt like a a championship that they knew was a little bit out of the blue. And it felt like a championship that they could savor as much as, if not more, than the first one. Because the first one is always special. But when the first one comes and you go 64-18 and in the regular season and you run the table in the postseason and you win the championship, you know that it's special. But you had a whole regular season where it built up to that Then you win two with KD. Then you don't win a couple. And then all you want as a veteran core is let's get one more chance to do this again. We want to taste that sweet. Shout out, Guru. Nectar, again, one last time, and then you get through it. You win the opening series. You beat Memphis. You get through Dallas. You get to Boston. You go down 2-1, to and one of your stars is being heckled like he's never been heckled before, and it affects him, and he's playing crappy, and yet you come back with a Steph Curry career changer, an absolute Steph game for the ages, and then you still win the series, and you win that championship. It feels like... They knew how special it was. Not that they came into this year hung over in any way, although you could kind of look at it and say, yeah, they they didn't really come out firing. They were 3 and 7 to start the year. Maybe they knew at that point that it was over, but you got to keep playing. You got to keep grinding for it. Now here you are, 29 games from the finish line and your best player is out for who knows how long, and now it kind of feels more like Geez, thank God we got last year because this year's not looking good. I mean, do you ever take out a loan? Yeah, many. You ever, you ever take out a loan? Many loans.
2: Right, when you get the loan, what does that feel like in that moment? Feels great. Right? You get like, this big right, pot of money. Bank account is like, and you're like, okay, we can do whatever we need to do. But you know, down the road, you're going to get to the point. We gotta pay the piper, and the likelihood is is that money's gonna get used, and then you still gotta you still gotta, you gotta pay it back. You gotta foot the bill. You pay the piper. And I'm just looking at these Warriors right now and I'm thinking about how much is not known about three months from now. Think about it. We're all just sitting here like, woo, like isn't this fun? Defending champs, Steph Clay Dre are still here. Bob Myers is coming up in three days on a trade deadline where he said publicly to Stein and Gu just last week, I both feel like I want to make a deal and need to make a deal, but I don't know if there is a deal. Steve Kerr's like, I wouldn't expect a deal. Meantime, where's Bob Myers deal? We don't even know what's happening with him. Draymond Green, you opting in, you opting out. What is the future of Clay Thompson when Jordan Poole's money kicks in and You're 27 and 26, you play zero defense. Kyrie Irving just joined the fray in this middling Western Conference melee. I I, I mean, we're sitting here, we've got the loan, we've had the loan for a decade. They've been the best thing that's ever happened in sports here in this town. But I just feel like, man, we are coming up on a due date and we know nothing. We know nothing about the stability of this group going forward. Well, the the loan is
1: about to adjust to a new rate. It's like a 10-1 arm, an adjustable rate mortgage where you paid for 10 years at that low rate. And then, geez, 10 years is up. And now it's going to adjust to a much higher rate. And now that payment you're going to have to make is much higher. Because to your point, you got a lot of questions. Steph Curry is here. Klay Thompson's here for one more year for sure. Draymond Green maybe's here. And if I'm Draymond Green, I'm absolutely opting in. Because I don't think that there's a deal out there that would pay you enough over the course of uh, what you want to get. He's not going to go out there and get... Four years and a hundred million. You sure? I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, um, but even if it I'm was less. Sure but
2: even if it was less than that, five dollars sixty. I because get he's getting twenty seven. Right. If, he, if so, he opts
1: in, but wouldn't you do that? If Why not opt in for twenty seven and then you can roll the dice after that <sighs> and determine what you want to get. If you want to go somewhere else So
2: you're gonna look better on the open market next year when you're a year older and the Warriors may be in some sort of a transition like I fully get what you're saying. I just know that most athletes most of the time want the burden when you have yeah. a short-term opt-in, they opt out like that is what that's what Kyrie was arguing about with Brooklyn right now right They don't want to do one year. let's do four. Or three, or whatever. And so, I don't know. I have questions. So he goes to Dallas, and how do you think that that... Changes Dallas's
1: fortune because I look at I look at Luka Doncic and the way he plays and the way Kyrie Irving likes to play. I know they're both very talented players, but I don't know if that's necessarily the wow. mix that makes them all of a sudden Western Conference
2: favorite. No, I'm with you completely. It's always funny to me when somebody gets traded or becomes available. We immediately go to the basketball breakdown. I can't tell you how many people are like, "Wow, you put Luka with Kyrie." And Luca's always had to do so much work, and now there'll be less work for Luca. and if you're a defense, how do you stop this? I don't know, that's the same thing you said about Brooklyn eight times the last exactly. three years. Kyrie will stop himself, that's how. I my, my question isn't how do you stop the Mavericks, my question is to Mark Cuban. How is it that you get Kyrie Irving to stop a pattern of unproductive behavior? How's that? That's my question. So you can we can do this all we want. X's and O's basketball. Sure. That's always been the case. But he finds a way to turn it into unproductive. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll turn it around. Maybe he'll become Cleveland's Kyrie again. But I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on this is a long term pattern of unproductive behavior. right? And it it, it may be the story that took down the remainder of Kevin Durant's career in the end. Well, maybe Kevin
1: Durant's team got better and there are reports that maybe Maybe. the Nets are gonna move Kevin Durant before Thursday. We had Howard Beck on the morning roast this morning and he said he doesn't see or he doesn't hear any clamor about a possible Kevin Durant trade from the Brooklyn Nets based on the fact that they added a couple of veteran pieces. It felt to him like Brooklyn's ready to shore up and still be good with Kyrie gone. You brought in Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, and so Brooklyn maybe feels like they actually got better in the trade. But then the report from Stephen A. Smith on first take that the Nets still actively shopping Kevin Durant. So it's going to be interesting coming up to Thursday's deadline about Kevin Durant. One thing I'm pretty certain of, the Warriors aren't getting Kevin Durant. They're not in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. (laughs) Whether or not Kevin Durant gets traded is a whole other issue. I don't think that he will. But for me, it's more interesting to see if the Warriors try to do anything with their team to improve. Or now do you have a Steph Curry injury and you look at it and you say, well... Even if we bring in a veteran, Steph might be out three to four weeks. Do we have enough time to still make a run this year, or do we want to you know, stick to our two timelines.
2: Yeah, well, the two timelines feel like they've been totally busted. But but I think to your point, like even if you have all kinds of head scratching going on about James Wiseman, uh, Moses Moody, who, who just never really t- developed into anything this year that we really thought well, we were ready for this. We were ready for a productive uh, piece out of Moses Moody. Even if you got all those questions, it's like I said earlier, do you want to now give them up for something that you feel is not realistic. What is it you're actually chasing? The Warriors know more than we do about how long Steph Curry's gonna be out. And if Steph Curry is going to be compromised on some level, there's still questions about Draymond Green's health Going down the stretch here, Clay Thompson's still not playing back-to-back games, and Wiggins does not look like himself, and they do not play defense. So if all are you
1: advocating, we bring back the K-Wig bit because Hmm. he's a lot closer to K-Wig than he is the
2: Wiggins. I'm I'm not going to. But you
1: You were steadfast against it Ah. a couple of months ago. You were like, that bit is dead. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. But now yeah. here we are.
2: No, because I do more, more. He is the invisible
1: man. Right. Out there.
2: But but the K Wig bit is yeah. about him coasting. It's about something sort of emotional. I think this is physical. I think it's physical.
1: You don't think he's right? Coming off the non COVID illness and the adductor strain? Adductor strain. strain yeah. He's like been he back for a
2: month know, from the adductor. I know. And he's been awful. He's been largely awful. He looks to me like he's floating more than he is uh, hampered. I just think that, you know, sometimes it's... it's, The whole Warriors story this year is what's the continuity? Every five days, it's like, oh, we got to shuffle the deck, and now you get in there and you get in there. That was why the playoffs ended up being so beautiful last year. Is it just sort of like... All came to a head and everybody got healthy and understood their roles at the exact right time and they went on a run and because it's the Warriors I'm not discounting their ability to do that again this right. year it's still on the table I think it's much more unlikely than it was last year and last year was unlikely but it just I don't know man yeah he can't find his flow he can't find the flow he can't find the touch he can't find the feel I know you know basketball players like sometimes it just takes with that one night, you know? And who needs a heater? We haven't seen that this year. Remember last year against Minnesota or whatnot? Like every now and yeah. again, you'd have a heater. And I mean, there would be some dunks and there would be uh, highlights and thirty-five points and we just it's not there. It's not there. And I twenty eight minutes
1: against Dallas, four of six from the floor. You can't go on a heater if you don't try and score the basketball. Right. And that's what I see from Wiggins. By the way He had nine points, zero rebounds. A grand total of zero rebounds. It's almost impossible to play a game and have zero rebounds. Do you realize that nine other Golden State Warriors played on the floor, and all nine of them had at least a a singular rebound? And by the way, he had one assist. If that doesn't reek of floating, I don't know what does. So you took six shot attempts. You had no boards. You had one assist.
2: How many times did you actually touch the basketball? I don't know. And it's funny because you remember this last My year in the God. playoffs. My God. Last year in the playoffs, didn't he have, He had that game where you had like 15 boards or something right, like that? Right, and, and Dunking on people. Well, and the teammates came in and made fun of him. And he publicly shared it where they were like, dude, you can do that. You have no excuse Like, what have you been doing the last six years of your career? What are you you doing, doing, Wiggins? And he took it so well. He was like, yeah, light bulb's on. Like, I am am so athletically gifted that I can be on an NBA floor and I'm still the athletically gifted guy. Right. In this group. And it was almost like he didn't know that. And then he admitted that he knew that. And it appears he forgot. Because they, they, like... This is exactly the kind of game, what you're talking about, yeah. that, that made them laugh. Like, so like, dude, that should never, ever, ever happen. And he's like, you're right, it shouldn't. And now yeah. it's happening again.
1: He should be 18 and 8 every single game, no matter what. And he's a guy who could. He could be 25 a night if he wanted. And he could be 11 boards a night if he wanted. But to come out and go 9-0-1... In, by the way, 28 and a half minutes. It's not like he only played 11 minutes. And I know they won the game. This is not to highlight a bad performance in a victory over, by the way, a Dallas team that didn't have Luka Doncic. But to me, as we go forward without Steph Curry, at least until the All-Star break, maybe for longer after the break... Andrew Wiggins is a guy who's got to step up and
2: take up some of the slack. I wonder the Jordan Poole effect on Andrew Wiggins. I know they all play together some, but if you look at the rotation from last year, especially when we got to the playoffs and we loved Wiggins so much, remember Poole, he got downgraded a little bit. There were games where he had lower minutes, especially against Boston, plus he was still coming off of the bench. Like if if Poole, this, this small lineup that they went with, and now Steph's out, maybe this will actually help Wiggins, I don't know. But if you've got Poole and Steph and Clay and Andrew all on the floor at the same time, well, Andrew kind of becomes option four. Right. Scoring wise. Yeah. And so it's a little easy to get you like, well, that's not enough shot attempts. Well, I, I don't know if it's getting to him like that's a long way down the pecking order yeah. to get to Wiggins being featured because the other three guys
1: you mentioned are me first players but at that same point you look at uh, Jordan Poole against Dallas the other night he didn't start the game and Jordan Poole went back into his shell one for six from the floor. he had three points. Jordan Poole, what the hell's going yeah, on? I mean yeah. so you don't start so now you don't shoot. And again, you beat Dallas, good for you. You beat a Dallas team that didn't have Luka Doncic, but Jordan Poole goes to the bench, and he goes one for six? This team is broken in yeah, many ways, Yeah, well, Mark. these
2: are the eyes with Curry out. So tonight, Oklahoma City, like, I really want to watch. Like, okay, you got to recalibrate, and you got to – and Curry's already been like, and this is our lineup. We're going back to Looney, and now Poole comes in for Curry. For the foreseeable future, for the month of February probably, this is your lineup. So, how are you going to approach it? Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, my eyes are going to be on those guys more than the other guys tonight. Because I really want to see, they've got to set a tone. and, And Andrew has been doing the opposite of that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Monster Monday is brought to you by Boxer & Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. The great saint, uh, Gary St. Jean, is right around the corner. And then after that, we have got to discuss Joe. We got to discuss Joe. Not you, Spadone. No, no, Montana. A little bit of Spadone in there, too. Um your phone calls welcome. 888-957-9570. It's Willard and
0: Dibbs. Dibbs, who does it better than Matt? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.